Hey guys, how you doing? Welcome to the next episode and another episode of the Advanced Men Podcast. Here we go. We help men advance in five areas of their life, health, happiness, relationships, identity, and wealth. And today we have another good friend of mine and fellow men's coach, Jacob O'Neill. We talk about all things men, masculinity, brotherhood, father and son relationships. And uh, we also talk, touch on monogamous marriages as Jacob has recently been married. He's been together for his with his now wife for 10 years and he is very intimidated by the life that I have led in the open relating polyamorous field and I'm intimidated by his 10 year monogamous relationship so look we've been friends for a little while competitors for longer and uh, it's a great honest real chat between two dudes trying to make a change in the world so if you are a man that wants to advance you should definitely tune into this episode because Jacob and I have some very good banter and we also give a lot of epic tips and tricks for the way that you can overcome competition between men so remember hit that subscribe button press the follow button and i'll see you inside all right welcome back to the another episode of the advanced man podcast where we help men advance in their life we like to cover one of five areas each podcast usually we end up covering a couple because no, no one seems to be a genius in one area uh and you know that's part of life so we focus on health happiness which is really emotional intelligence relationships identity and wealth and today our guest is one of my how do I say this? One of my uh, competitors in the men's <laughs> coach nature, uh, Jacob O'Neill, mate. Uh, we've uh, been in each other's fields for a little while, and we've had a couple of chats. You reached out to me first, which I uh, applaud and and am very grateful for. And you know, we are formulating a friendship through this. And uh, I want to say thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Right on, bro. It's uh, it's great to be here, and yeah. It feels like there's been like a courting phase yeah. of like friendship, which is like such a uh, thing that happens in most of my spaces with brotherhood where I'm like, I want to be near you, but I'm also slightly terrified of you. <laughs> and there's this ongoing like wanting to get closer to the to, to, to you, but then also knowing that, yeah, these things do take time. 100%. Mm. Yeah. And sometimes if you go too fast, too quick, you actually lose the, the magic that, it could, that could be created because it's like, you, get, you know, you come, it comes with the projections and the expectations and the attachments. It's like, okay, we're just going to hang out every day for three months and then be like, you're an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> and for, almost forcing the friendship rather than actually is there, because a lot of the time with um, men's work, bro, and we, I'm, I'm so excited we're talking about relationships today, is like mm. you can force these friendships amongst leaders mm. and it's built on this like need, need needing it rather than actually being serving both of your your visions and, and creating this almost like collaborative experience for you to, to both thrive. Yeah, 100%. And, I, you know, I mean, we're going to talk about relationships. We're not just going to talk about man-woman sexual relationships. Mm. I'm sure that's going to come up. Uh, I know that we want to talk about our relationships with our fathers because yes. both of us have got some interesting experiences around that. <laughs> yes. Um, probably drove both of us into men's work. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Dad. Yeah, thank you, Dad. And, you know, both of us want to be dads. So, you know, mm. obviously there's a relationship there to our future children that we don't have yet. And um, and then obviously there's a relationship to just our brothers and, mm. and the men around us. So I'm, I'm really excited for this one, man. It's going to be great. Yes. Sweet. So let's just, let's just jump into, let's start with us. Yeah. Right. Um, I remember I first moved to the Gold Coast one year ago, literally like April 1st. So I was like, what the fuck are you doing here, bro? Get back down. Get yeah, back down yeah, to the, yeah, yeah. the dark no, corners of the, yeah, of the world. Don't come up to the happy, fun, light, yeah. <laughs> loving Gold Coast. And, uh, and people were just like, oh, have you heard of Jacob O'Neill? Have you heard of Jacob O'Neill? He runs men's work. He meant, you should go check him out. And like, I, was, I hated you before I met you. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, who the fuck is this cunt? Does, does he know who I am? I'm mm. Tyra Mowbray, you know? <laughs> and, uh, and I think the first time I actually really 
met you was at uh, Earth Frequency Festival. We uh-huh. were, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we were just dancing in the mud and the rain. Yeah, uh, we've got a lot of mutual friends, and um, yeah. Anyway, you messaged to me. We reached out. We we had a coffee, and like that first chat, I was just like, "Oh, this dude's solid. Mm. This dude's solid." And um, and having and then kind of witnessing you from not really at a far anymore, but you know, just mm. like witnessing how you show up on social media, how you post, what you're standing for, uh, the men's work that you do. Obviously there's a difference between our, you know, you and me are not the same person. <laughs> so the competition is not really about who can be better as opposed to like, well, what's, what's your gifts and what are my gifts? And, and I'm this whole courting phase that we t- you just mentioned before. I'm like, I actually noticed there's a longing to hang out with you more because we're not trying to force anything. You know what I mean? I'm like, oh, every time I see you, I'm like, oh, fuck yeah, this is great. Yeah, I always feel like I want to spend more time. Like if I see you somewhere, I remember we saw each other at Brotherhood um, and like I saw you walking in, I was walking, I'm like, I, I kind of want to stay for longer now. And um, mm. that initial like conversations I think came from like, fuck, I judge the shit out of you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And that was like a, oh, I'm not, it was almost like this, like I'm not just the one that's, there's, I have a real desire to be the, the one, one, which is a whole thing with relationships <laughs> for sure. I need to be the one. Yep. And yeah, man, I think when I started to connect with you and we had that coffee, I really felt this like, oh, we are so uniquely different, mm. but we both have a very similar set of values and both believe in a very similar vision for not only our lives, but for all men and humanity. Yeah. Or a hundred percent. And I remember you were like, so, so what's the big thing you want to create? And I was like, holy shit straight into the deep shit man where's the foreplay <laughs> yeah. uh, um and it turns out our, our dreams are, are different versions of the same thing yeah so um yeah i look before we get into that let's just backtrack one little second and be like what's been your biggest challenge in building relationships with men in your life love this question and it's, to put it into one sentence is i need to be in control of the relationship mm-hmm. yeah interesting but I don't communicate that, so it's manipulative. Yeah, okay. So what came through for me is my greatest shadow is I create community so I can control my relationships. 100%. So. As all good leaders do. <laughs> yeah. Which is like such a shadow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. T- typical Osho. Yeah, like my my greatest desire and fear is to become a guru mm. so I can control everyone. Yep. And yeah, and and then feel like I'm part of something at the well, same time. You can stand on the pedestal and say, don't put me on a pedestal, knowing that you're on the pedestal. Guys, get me from, get me down from here. <laughs> Someone help me down. Yeah. Oh, oh no, don't pull me. I'm all right. I'm all right. Yeah. No, 100%. And I studied at a, at a mystery school in New Zealand, which uh, we've had brief mm. discussions about. And um, I actually witnessed this, you know, like the whole guru. Like I've heard all the stories, you know, of all the other yeah. people. And I won't name it in this in this podcast, but it'll it'll come out at some point, you know, because I don't I don't want to shame the place or the or the man mm. either, right? Um, it, I learned so much. It was so actually fuck it. It's Hayden Hayden Mystery School in New Zealand, um, and the the guy's Bruce Lyon, and I learned so much from him. Mm. Right, phenomenal facilitator, teacher, instructor, um, massive vision and mission mm-hmm. of love for the world, and I will stand by that vision. Um, and all humans have human shit, mm-hmm. you know? And, and for me, that was just the biggest realization of like dissolving the guru projection yeah. of him and realizing that he's human as much as he wanted to stand in, I am a soul and my ego is dead and I have, you know, blah, blah, blah. I was like, he's still a fucking human. And it was probably the greatest liberation I had for myself 
And that's what helps me relate with all men mm-hmm. is just the whole, yes, I want to be seen as a leader and as a, as a facilitator and, you know, I want to be the Tony Robbins of men's work and all that stuff. Like that's the dream and the vision and I'm still human and these men are still human and that's always what brings me back to a level playing field. And yeah, what I see in you, which I feel is like <laughs> almost like the thing that breeds the competition but also like the respect for each other is that we will seek out things that remind us that we are human. Yeah. We are we are committed to the relationships, the spiritual practices, the physical um, <laughs> torture that we put ourselves through. When you ran 100Ks <laughs> in fucking sandals, I was like, this cunt is fucking wild. Yeah, and it's like that part of me like that sees you training for your ultra and like I'm like – fuck man like he's doing an ultra and i'm like i I can feel like i'm like i can almost feel it in my veins the the (laughs) adrenaline yeah and just to know that you're devoted to that part of yourself that human part Mm. of finding your own edge Mm. and and remembering that you are a student as much as you are a leader Mm. that for me is where i i develop a respect that isn't like oh my god tyron's got something that i need but tyron inspires me to be more of who i am yeah beautiful man that leads me in i run this workshop at um men's events and and tantric events and it's called competition to compersion mm. and compersion for those of you that don't know is a word that gets thrown around in the in the polyamorous yeah. world a lot right it's it's joy for someone else's joy mm-hmm. right and celebrate someone else's success or joy and they say it in polyamory because it's like when you can witness your partner or lover be with another person <laughs> and experience compersion that's like the the blue tick yeah <laughs> the, that's the instagram blue <laughs> you're tick. now verified you're now verified you're spiritual mm. um and it's fucking hard sexually, right? Yeah. Phenomenally hard. Um, but I integrated that that lesson into men's work, right? Yeah. And uh, this competition and compersion. And it's, it's exactly what you just said. If you've got a thing, I don't need to be jealous of you having that thing. I just need to celebrate the fact that you have it and that that inspires me to find my thing. Mm. Not so much to have the thing you have. Maybe it is. Maybe it is the same thing, you know, and, and if that's the case, all right, cool. But predominantly it's it's just inspiring to see someone else have something that I don't feel I have. Mm. And for me, the shadow was always, oh, I need that thing to be happy. You know, that back in my early 20s, I needed to have the girl. I needed to have the car. I needed to have the money. I needed to have the whatever, mm. you know. Um, and and ultimately it brought me, like, as much as I had a group circle of friends and we hung out all the time, they didn't know, but I was in constant competition with them. Yes, mm. yeah. That um, that that sh- when that shifted for me, like I'm looking, I'm thinking about it from like that friend group as well, because we were we were assholes to each other, oh. like like, and I and I and we talk about banter and like we've had many conversations back and forth on Facebook. And Meg's like, why do you, why do you and these guys always want to like comment on each other's stuff? <laughs> it's like because we want to have conversations. Sure. But what happened was I realized that I was a cunt. Yeah. <laughs> I love it, and I and I could I could tear people down with a sentence, and I would make people feel like worthless pieces of shit mm. because I didn't want them to be better than me. 100%. That was the es- essence of it. And then they'd be a cunt to me, and we'd all laugh, and we'd think it was this this banter or this you know that's just who we are. But, and, uh, and that's friendship, and that's friendship. And I think there's an integrated version of that where 100%. I think you and I have that to a point where we can egg each other on because yep. we know that that was what draws through out our greatness. Yep. But what was happening was like I was pulling people down yeah. because I wasn't willing to step up. Yeah, yeah. And there was parts of me that I wasn't bringing to the table because it was terrifying me to be seen in that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hundred percent. I think. And so I, I was. Uh, I'm in a business mastermind, and one of the guys was uh, teaching um, a 
concept of like how he creates community in his mm. online coaching program. And he said, people need three things. And, and I think this is very, very true for men more so than women, but equally like, well, not equally more so for men, but mm. it is important for women. Men need three people in their life. They need peers. And that is people that they go on experiences with and they share experiences with, which is like our mates, our yes. mates and our whatever. They need mentors, people that they look up to and that they, they can get reflection from and ask questions and be challenged by. Mm -hmm. And they need heroes. Mm. Yeah. And the heroes don't have to be real. Right? Your hero could be Achilles. Your hero could be Spider-Man. Like your hero could be your granddad who was in Great World War II who you never met. You know what I mean? Yes. Heroes are, can be whoever you want, but they're, they're the epiphany of, of perfection that yeah. you can never really obtain. Yeah. But you still, but it still draws something out in you. Yeah, it's almost like an. It's it, for me that feels like an archetypal energy. Yeah. Like, oh man, like let's not go down that rabbit hole. But I agree. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> oh far, out. I was about to go hit that tangent <laughs> hard. <laughs> so you know, my my the pro the reason I say that is these peers, right? They also mm -hmm. say that peer accountability is the greatest accountability you can have. Mm -hmm. And I feel like the the shadow side of that is then it's peer pressure, right? Peer accountability, yeah. peer pressure. Yeah, I love for you to like you know how do you feel like. One, you have peers, and so you, mm -hmm. you would feel it, but also two, being a coach and coaching men around their relationships with men in men's spaces. How do you see the, the healthy and the unhealthy aspects of this play out? I think accountability has such a dark side, bro, mm. especially in the men's workspace. Yeah. Men get caught in this, sh can get caught in shame circles mm. where accountability is like this consequential um, downward just. Uh, yeah, downward spiral. Like, mm. oh, I didn't do my accountability this week. I've got to do 100 push-ups and I've got to, um, you know, it turns into a bit of a repentance. Mm. It's like a masochistic mm. or yeah. sadistic, like self-punishment. Yeah, and it becomes really dangerous. And then on the other side of it, some motherfuckers need accountability. They need a slap in the face. <laughs> yeah, like, wake the fuck up, man. Stop doing what you're doing. There's always something beneath that. For sure. And that's what our, our, our role is, our duty is, is to be aware mm. and attuned to that. But for me, like... What I speak to rather than accountability is integrity. Mm -hmm. And I think this is something that, yeah, I, I, I can feel a lot of men who lead men's circles or men's movements is, can agree upon. It's like integrity is, is just true, true honesty with, with the people that you're around. Mm. It's like I was starting 75 hard a week ago, but life's gotten fucking hectic and I've had to just be honest with myself. I'm like, I can't do that right now. Mm. With, my, with my current energy, I can't do it. And then to admit that, and, to, and I'll give you my understanding of, of, of integrity. Integrity is awareness, acceptance, recommitment. Say that again really slowly. So integrity is awareness, mm -hmm. acceptance, mm -hmm. and then recommitment. Mm -hmm. So the first step is to become aware, oh, I fucked up. Mm -hmm. The second thing is to actually express it. And that's the acceptance. Like, oh, hey, God, hey, hey, Tyrant, I fucked up. I was 15 minutes late to this thing. Yeah, I'm embarrassed. I start to speak and, and feel the feelings. I felt... I felt like I was going to let you down. I felt like you may have been like you're not you're not a man of your word. I felt like all all of this stuff came through me, and I had a really, quite a uh, quite a lot of anxiety getting here 15 minutes late. And I still showed up. I still committed. I recommitted. I could. I I was driving here, and I thought I'm just going to message him and say there's traffic. I felt all of these reasons as why I wasn't going to show up. Mm. And the recommitment piece is the vulnerable piece mm. because I see a lot of men who are like, oh yeah, I fucked up, and they'll get up and they'll do the vulnerability post but then they won't recommit. Mm. And that's the hardest part for me is the recommitment because it's vulnerable. And this happens in my relationship a lot mm. with, with Meg is like recommitting, mm. recommitting to uh, building trust, recommitting to building integrity. Mm. 
And for me, I think accountability that isn't cultivating integrity can be this shadow kind of masochistic, self-deprecating, I'm not worthy, I need to be this, but I'm this, and I need to get here at all costs. Can uh, Especially, uh, I see it a lot with guys who uh, they'll, they'll, they'll go all in on their vision or their purpose or whatever their impact-driven business is, mm. but then their relationships will suffer mm. or their health will suffer. Mm. Mm. And it's like, yeah, you're being accountable to that area of your life, but yep. you've lost all connection over here. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. And that's that's why, you know, the Advanced Man Academy, health, happiness, <laughs> yeah. relationships, identity, and wealth, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and and it's a dance. And, you know, yes. it's, it's a pentagram. It's a five-pointed star that, you know, once you've done all five, guess what? You go back to the start and you start <laughs> again. And that's all life is, you know? And, um, yeah, I, I love your description of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, you know, I have a – you and I have this similar thing where um, when someone's – when everyone is doing something one way, we're like, I've got to do it differently. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking fuck, man. For real. For real. Yeah. So uh, my, a couple of my big ones, and I shared this at the circle, one of them um, is the word aho. You know, like, yeah. I can't stand it. So I have Jiggy Moo. And yeah. I'm actually going to create a whole like brand around Jiggy Moo now. Yes. Bro. But the other one is vulnerability. Mm. I, I, you know, have been in men's circles and spaces for so long now. And just constantly hearing from society and the world that men need to be more vulnerable, be more mm. vulnerable. It, it actually brings up rage inside of my body. Makes me wild. It, like, I want to get aggressive when mm. I hear it. Um, and so my reframe, and I later found out that Brene Brown says the same thing, is mm. that vulnerability is not vulnerable, it's courage. It's the courage to be honest. Mm. And, you know, I, and I hear that, like what you just said then, or like the recommitment and the, vo- like the vulnerable part. And I, you know, I agree it is the vulnerable part. It's also yeah. the courageous part to recommit. Like, you know, we'll go down the, the pathway of your relationship with Meg. Like you got married a year ago, that six months ago, six months ago. And I mean, marriage is a constant recommitment, right? Like every, every day, every bro. relationship with a, with a, with a friendship, but specifically those sexual intimate relationships it's a recommitment you know i watched the relationship between my mum and dad and like they probably nearly broke a few times and it's like mm. it's a constant recommitment you know and that takes courage and bravery and honesty yes and yes that's what makes it vulnerable i think you, you've nailed it bro because a lot of guys will use vulnerability as i'm going to put up that i i see a lot of guys do this vulnerability posting or i'm going to be authentic for a moment yeah but then they don't actually follow through yeah and it's like this vulnerability is this fluffy, awesome <laughs> yeah. word that keeps us in our little yeah. safe. Oh, you know, I was vulnerable, so yeah. I shared and I, yeah. you know, I, I told you about or authentic. it. authentic. I'm authentic and I'm like, oh, bro. I just want to punch you in the face. Like, let's, let's, let's wrestle. Yeah. Like, let me break your legs. Yes. <laughs> let me put you in a chokehold. And I think that's, like, that comes from, like, like, me, that comes from, like, the men I grew up around, that level of, like, courage. Mm. And these are, the, like, these are men that, I think like a lot of guys use vulnerability to escape doing the fucking work. Yeah. To do the hard work of yeah. like, oh, I'm going to set the alarm tomorrow, wake up at 5 a.m. And I'm going to go and do the thing that I said I was going to do today that I didn't get done. Yeah. I'm going to recommit. Just because you failed doesn't mean you get to like, oh, I failed, but then not learn from it. Yeah, 100%. I think this is the bit that you and I really do truly agree upon. I love that reframe, but I've got to remember that, that courage mm. is, is, is that Brene and what you say, but... The reframe is like just because you were vulnerable about it doesn't mean that you know you no longer have a responsibility to follow through or your duty as a man. Yeah, you didn't transcend it just no. by because you were honest about yeah. your fuck up. Mm. Yeah, and that's like I think we get. I, I don't use the term spiritual bypassing a lot, but I think a lot of guys are good at creating these bypass mechanisms to yeah. stay comfortable. Yeah, you know, and this is it. I you know I I'm learning more and more that yeah, if you can't commit to something, 
you and you still want to do it, you have the courage to reschedule it, or you have the courage like to say, "Hey, bro, I can't do it this week, but I can do it next week." Yeah, and you start to become. Which you did with this podcast, exactly. You rescheduled last week. Yeah, and I yeah. was like, I can't be present. I, I can't show up properly. Mm. I can't show up powerfully in the way that I want to have the conversation with you. So I'm going to have the courage to like say, "Hey, I can't do this." Yeah, but I'm willing to con- to stay committed. Yeah, and mm. I think that's a that's a massive part. Like, there's no like failing's not failing. <laughs> you know, like failing, like and we all know, that, like you, you, you only ever fail when you quit in whatever it is, and even yeah. then, you don't fail. It's just a, mm. another lesson. But one thing that I really love about what you just shared is, and and I, I find I do this in, a, let's say, eighty five percent of my relationships, and then there's always fifteen percent that just, you know, they don't quite get there. <laughs> yeah. And that is exactly what you said. It's that recommitment. It's like, hey, I'm really sorry. I'm going to be late. Like, I'm going to be late. I'm coming. This is happening. Mm. And a lot of people in my life know that if I say I'm going to be there, I'm going to be there. If I'm late, I'm late, but I'm always going to be there. That's the part they can trust. Mm-hmm. Um, but then the other side is like, hey, this hasn't worked. And I'm sure you can acknowledge this in business and relationships <laughs> or whatever. It's like, this didn't work. I'm going to make sure it works, even if it takes me a different, uh, like my, the pathway has to be different. Mm-hmm. And I've actually just had an experience of that um, this week. Uh, and you, you wouldn't know this because no one knows. Uh, I'm going back into construction. I'm going to go back into bricklaying for a little while. Mm. And... That is because I hate, with a passion, a lot of the jobs that are associated with running my business. And I want to outsource all those jobs. Just listen to this sigh, bro. <sighs> Fuck, that feels good to hear from <laughs> someone else, bro. Like, well, I've been fighting, you know, implement the systems, implement the... Sh- I, I was uber successful a couple, couple, year and a half ago. Did a couple of 40K months. Yeah. Didn't have the systems in place. The business collapsed. Everything collapsed, right? Mm-hmm. I went into burnout. I went into shutdown. I've been rebuilding. And I'm realizing, like, what? why did I get involved in this in the first place, you know? Mm. And it's because I love helping men. And how do I help more men? Well, I, I, you know, I live the life that I'm happy about and I'm joyous about and I do things that make me happy, which means my message out to men is one of much more joy and, and happiness. Mm. And so I was like, I, I would actually rather lay bricks four days a week and pay people to do all the shit in my business that I hate so I can show up and do the things that I love really fucking well. Man. Like, and isn't that like, just like, that's ripping up the fucking playbook. Literally. Especially the Gold Coast fucking playbook. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Yeah. You've come up from, because you're in Northern Rivers before. Yeah. Adelaide, yeah. Adelaide. Adelaide yeah. You've come up from the, from the depths of the darkness, <laughs> yeah. bro. And, <laughs> but man, on the Gold Coast, everyone's like, yeah, you just do 10K months. And you, you know, after three, three, after two weeks of a coaching certification or you have a breakthrough moment yep. and all of a sudden you've got this thing that you're going to have six a six-figure business like that mm. and it's like for men who have a vision like like we do which mm. is like it's a life of devotion there are thousands and thousands of reps that need to happen bro we've got a life we've got a life of responsibility and duty to not fucking quit. pretend and not quit and not fucking quit and to and to rip up the playbook when you say i would rather lay bricks four days a week than fucking sit here and fucking do some re- editing on something page. shit or build a fucking landing page like mm. And I think there's a there's a real humility mm. and a there's a like the word that keeps coming back through and it's a, can seem a little bit really I love the word devoted mm. but like there's a devotion to the fucking cause. Mm. It's like yeah. I'm going to go and do this so I stay. Yeah. So I don't fucking quit because if I do another fucking landing page, I'm going to th- bite this laptop in half. Yeah. And go and fucking I'm going to I'm, I'm going to relapse. And it, what I've realized is actually just understanding myself. Yes. Which is what all relationships are. Right, like you, your relationship with Meg mm. will never succeed if you don't understand yourself and then be able to communicate <clears throat> that to her. 
Yes, bro. And just like I can't run a successful business if I don't understand the way that I work and do the things necessary for my business to run efficiently and effectively. Mm. And if that means that I've got to go do this other thing over here in order to get the result over there, yeah, then that's what I need to do. Mm. And so I, I, will, I want to use like this framework we've just come and I want to bring it into intimate relationships because, uh, yeah, like you've been married for six months. You've been in a relationship for nine years. Yeah, nine years this year. Nine years. Firstly, congratulations. Thanks, bro. Um, <laughs> I nearly I was driving here and I had this thought. I was like, fuck, we're going to... The only reason I would open our relationship up is so someone else has to deal with this motherfucker. <laughs> I don't want to fuck anyone else. I don't want another woman in my life. I just want some other guy to take her for two fucking days so I can have a fucking break. <laughs> that was my thought about open relating when I was driving here. I was thinking, fuck, open relating would be sick so I don't have to fucking sit here and listen to this shit. Yeah. I was having a, just having a, a, a moment of like, fuck everything in my life. Yeah. Have you seen that Seinfeld episode where Jerry and George unite to become one man? Oh, no. It's so funny. So quick. It's not a, it's kind of a tangent. Yeah. But it's like, you know, they were talking and um, they realized that like, you know, to upkeep in a relationship is just like, it's so much work and yeah. effort, right? And so George becomes the back end of Jerry's front end, right? And so Jerry, Jerry's the one that gets to date the woman, go yeah. on the dates, have the sex, be the be the partner. Yeah. And George organizes all the dates, the tickets, the fucking you know, re- yeah. reminds him of everything that's coming up and everything like that. And he, you know, mm. their, their conversation is like, "Do you want to do this? Do you think we, mm. together? Can we be one man?" <laughs> <laughs> and it was such a, a a funny, you know, it's just such a funny episode and a yeah. concept. And um. Yeah, you know, I've, you, you're talking about open relating. I've uh, journeyed open relating for, for four or five years now, and I'm adamantly clear that I want to get married and have kids. That's that's never not mm. been the plan ever. Um, and, you know, you are a lot closer to that, to that reality <laughs> than I am. Currently single and uh, dating zero women. Um, happily married. Well, challengingly married. Challengingly married. Yeah. For, uh, <laughs> for I've been now. together for nine years. And... Um, What's been the greatest lesson about relationships you've learned so far? That you have to let love in Mm. for it to work. Mm. To let love in, you have to let go of control. Mm. Which must be hard because you love to be in control. I am a control fucking freak. (laughs) The first time this dropped in, bro, and like just my come up came through like psychedelic ceremony. It came through like doing spiritual work through using psychedelics. Like Mm. that was my first exposure to personal development. Right. I was a straight fucking wanted to become all, all I ever wanted was a middle class life bro yeah all I ever wanted was to not have to worry about money yep. to have a job that I went where I was valued yep. to have a townhouse with two cars a wife and kids and have this uh, I was the picket fence yep. desire bro that's yep. all I wanted and then I did this I did a journey with Wachuma which is the cactus mescaline beautiful um, medicine from the Andes in Peru and it showed me just how much I was missing out on mm. And then through my work with that... And there's nothing wrong with that dream either. We just oh, no, nothing wrong. And it's like, I kind of have that dream in a new a new frame. For sure. It's like, oh, I want that and more. Yeah. <laughs> there's yeah. so much more than I do. I was sort of settling for that or looking at that as like, I'll be happy when. Yeah. Now I'm like, I'm happy now. And part of that is that will come to me. Yeah. But I'm not going to let that be my, what I'm reaching for. Yeah. Or limit me from having all of these other things. Yeah. But essentially, we we had a journey, had a beautiful ceremony, and part of that was letting go of Meg. Mm. Wow! Because I was controlling, and my whole life was devoted to giving her everything. So how how long ago was that? Five, maybe five years ago. Yeah, okay. Five or six years ago. Yep. Mm. And to let her go meant that I had to let go of control, really. Mm. Yep. 
So letting go of her was letting go of controlling her. And that then allowed me to like just focus on myself. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Before that, everything was about what Meg wanted. Yeah. Classic nice guy, anxiously attached, or let's use all the you know the happy yeah, yeah. relationship labels. Yeah. And I'm just like, I want to make my own ones up, get them yeah. away from me. But yeah, man, like it was it was a real humbling experience to turn the lens on myself and be like, what the fuck do you need? Yeah, let her go. She's got herself. Yeah, that's a uh, so yeah. I mean, yeah, you you know the where I work, and yeah. a, a vast majority of the men that I work with are single. Mm-hmm. Some are in relationships. Mm-hmm. A vast majority of them are just coming out of breakup because it's yeah. like that. Exactly what you said, Mr. Mm. Nice Guy gave them everything. Like, was, was, and when I say gave them everything, I'm not saying they were perfect men, right? I'm not saying they were perfect men. I'm not saying mm. they, were, they, were, they were good uh, at everything that they did. But the intention behind everything they did mm. was to give to the family and give to the wife. Yeah. And, you know, I've, I've explored polarity and energy and mm. you know, started gone real fucking deep and woo into all that shit and attraction and all that stuff. And, you know, and and you, I want to hear your take on this. Is like the reason that it falls apart predominantly is because she's like, I just don't love him anymore, and it's because you're not the man that she fell in love with at the start. Mm. Because when she met you, your life was about you mm-hmm. and your dreams and your visions. Mm-hmm. And then you meet them, and because most men have a fucking massive deep insecurity, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Most men, and when I say most, I'm talking like ninety nine point nine 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 percent. I'll second that. <laughs> have a massive insecurity of not being good enough, right? Where does our value come from? It comes from how much we can give, how much we can do, how much we can provide. That's why we have skyscrapers and fucking, like, Bridges. why we want to go to the moon, bro. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Rockets and all yeah. that shit. Um, we built the world for 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 our families, for our mm. for the people that we love. Um, you know, that that all of a sudden gives us another purpose, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, I, and I talk from my own experience. Like, what do I want more than anything? A wife and children. Yeah. And so... Everything that I do is for that goal, that dream. And I know that when that happens, at times, I will lose myself and I will love bomb the shit out of her because that's who I am and how I act. And the journey will be to pull myself back when I can remember. And I hope that my partner can do that for me. Support me in that, sorry. You know, hey, go do you. Mm. Go do you. Go, I, I love you and go do you. And... um. That's, that's for me, the dream of the relationship, you know, for me to celebrate her doing her and for her to celebrate me doing me and for us to stay in our own joy and from that place be able to recommit every day yes. from that place of freedom, not mm. from this place of obligation. Guys, I'm going to interrupt you there. I'm really sorry, but we are done for this episode. Unfortunately, me and Jacob could talk for days, but these episodes are limited to 30 minutes because I want to try to keep your attention. So tune in next week for the second half of that conversation. Me and Jacob just keep going deeper. So far, so good. It's been an epic chat and I can't wait to finish this off with him. Remember guys, if you want to get the next part of this episode, you have to press that follow button or subscribe button, whether it's on Spotify, Apple, Google, whatever the platform is that you're getting this podcast from, you have to press the follow button. Otherwise you will not get notifications when that next time the next episode drops. So do what you need to do, press that button, and I will see you next week for the episode of the Advanced Man Podcast.